All right, well, this morning, I'm excited. We had a, we, again, I think it's so important, even this morning, as we focus on here in our village, and we've obviously been focusing on our students from who were a part of one camp this week. We had an incredible week of focusing on and going after Jesus together, focusing on our students just coming together. It was an incredible time of worship. I do encourage you, you can go and look for one camp on Facebook. They actually have every single one of the services, both morning and evening evening actually online. They're still alive right now, so you can go watch all of those services. So if anything that comes up this morning excites you, I encourage you to go back. So it was uh, Taylor, oh gosh, what's Taylor's last name? Foster, thank you. Taylor Foster, he's actually the youth pastor at LifeGate Church out in Omaha, Nebraska. He spoke this year. He's a young guy in his early 30s. And we had Josh Turner, who will be speaking in the mornings, and he's the pastor of River City Church down in Smyrna. And it was just been an incredible time and powerful time of God speaking and moving in the lives of our kids. It was a lot of fun. We talked about in our breakout sessions every day, basically our church time, we break out every day and just have time with Vintage 242 kids. And I'll be honest with you, that honest note joking aside, I told Ren, that was my favorite part uh, of every day. I can only, only get about three of the four, and, but it was my favorite time because our kids would get together and they'd just be like laying on pillows. We had the best room to honestly do it. The prayer room was by far. Trinity's like, yes, yeah. so it was by far the best, the best room to do our breakout sessions. We could lay out. The air conditioning was great, right? It was so perfect. And we'd just sit there and we'd just talk as a church. We'd talk as a ch- spiritual family. Girls would be like braiding hair and stuff. It was just super fun, right? We didn't want to leave partially because God was moving and partially because it was really cold and nice in the room. But it was a beautiful time just watching our people come together, our leaders together, our students together. And honestly, this made me love our students. I'm going to read to you just the verse for the week of specifically uh, Psalms 119, verse 130. But I'm going to read actually uh, 130 through 136. We touched on all of these. And I'm reading it from the message. It says, break open your words. It's not on the screen. You can just listen. Break open your words. Let your light shine out. Let ordinary people see the meaning. Mouth open and panting. I wanted your commands more than anything. Turn my way. Look kindly on me as you always do to those who personally love you. Steady my steps with your word of promise. So nothing malign gets the better of me. Rescue me from the grip of bad men and women so I can live life your way. Smile on me. Your servant, teach me the right way to live. I cry rivers of tears because nobody's living by your book. This week we talked about just breaking open the heart of God for us. We talked about breaking open our hearts for God. We talked about breaking open intimacy through prayer and scripture. And we talked about breaking, honestly, breaking open the power of God to be ministers to the world around us. And, and so this morning, what I want to do is give you an opportunity to hear from some of our students and some of our leaders who were at camp. So if that's you this morning, you guys can go ahead and come up. There's no specific order. We're just going to line up, just go from like right here to right here. Feel free to sit down if you want to. Yep, give it up for them. That's <laughs> it. What's up? Yeah. Uh, all right, Ben, you can go ahead and scoot all the way down here. Is this everybody who wants to share this morning? Brent, there's, okay, you're good, guys. You can see we got plenty of room, so you can spread out just a hair. Brentley, you can scoot down that way. Let's try, to, let's try to keep it even. Everybody stand up. There we go. Okay, look real quick to your left and right. Just make sure you create, yeah, there we go. So, all right, we good? 
Okay, so here's what I'm going to ask just real quick for testimonies, all right? I'm not looking for sermons. We're looking just for a couple of three minutes at the most. You're sharing what God did in your life. If uh, if you do have a word of challenge for the older people here, right, feel free to give that. Uh, but at the end of our time, we just want people to know what God did in you, what God's doing in you now, and then what your steps are moving forward. So this has been Carlotta. We'll let him start. Hey, just real quick, microphone. Everybody look with me real quick. Everybody look at me. Microphone just goes right here. Okay, don't put it down here, right? Just hold it like right here against your chest, and that way Scott can take control and make sure he keeps you so everyone can hear you. All good? All right, I would ask, when it's your turn to speak, if you'll stand up, and then when you get done, you can sit down, okay? All right, so hi, I'm Ben Carlotta. Uh, I'm related to Laura and Jeff over there. Um, <laughs> Um, but this week at camp, I, uh, I encountered the Lord. I went to a worship one day and I was just like praising Jesus. And then I had a word pop into my head from like seventh grade. Uh, it's when Mike Thurman, I'm sure a lot of you know him. Um, he came to me and told me he had a vision for me and it was like me leading a bunch of people and me being a seventh grade dude, I was just blew it off. But, um, but this year at camp, I that word just kind of popped back into my head. And so I got some prayer about it, and it was kind of weird. But I got some prayer from uh, Josh Turner, the leader at uh, the pastor at River City. And he told me that uh, God can really see me, that I want to pursue this, but also that I need to figure out some stuff. Like I need to, God needs to work through me before I can work through other people. So that's what I've been really working through since camp is uh, just kind of praying about what I can do to get ready for leadership. And um, so I was uh, – I'm trying to think. Um, I guess it's like – so when I've – since I've been getting back from camp, I've really just been praying and reading my Bible, which is something I've been terrible at. I think before camp, I opened my Bible maybe once in the past six months, which is atrocious. Uh, um, but um, yeah, I've been doing that, and I've just I've been kind of thinking about it, like how I prepare for sports. It's that is practicing for my moment of me, like until I get called on to actually lead people, and it's it's just been kind of nice to like reconnect through God and actually like this is the first time after camp I'm kind of pursuing it, so it's been really nice to do that. So I'm Bailey Creel. That's my dad and grandmother back there. Um, and then my mom's teaching three-year-olds right now. So <laughs> she's back there. But So last year I got up here and I told my story about the amazing encounter I had with God. Like I was standing up here bawling my eyes out um, just telling about this amazing experience I had at camp. This year I was like, okay, maybe that's going to happen again. But this year was slightly different. It was God trying to tell me, okay, I can work in more ways than just one. You're not always going to have this amazing experience. You're not always just going to have that overwhelming feeling of I'm always here. Everyone coming up and praying for you and just having that whole other experience. So this year it was just kind of like a, okay, this is a little different. Um, This is not the same crazy Christ experience I had last year. Um, It was a lot of I needed to learn patience and accepting that God's going to show up in different ways in your life. And just it's not always going to just be that overwhelming feeling, but he might just show up in like little things here and there 
or just like you could overhear a conversation from someone, but that's God trying to talk to you. So it was just really me trying to learn that there's other ways of God speaking to you than just the way you want him to. So. Um, this is really awkward, but I'm Emily Goodman. My mom's right there in the pretty red dress. Um, and I didn't talk last year, but last year was like an awesome year for me. And it was really about being patient and waiting for and like having faith that God would actually interact with me. And he did in some super awesome ways, but it's about this year. Um, and this year I really walked into every worship saying, I'm going to give everything to this worship and I'm going to give everything to the people in this room and I'm going to give everything to God for this, which soon turned into I'm giving my whole life to God, which is difficult because worldly possessions and worldly things are just so easy to come back to, but like they'll never fill you up as much as you, as God does. And I really let myself be used as a vessel this year for God's word. And I would sit there and worship and literally there would be a light shining down on people, like not even the stage lights. It was just a light on people. And I would walk over to them and I had no idea what I was going to do. And I would like just know when I stepped towards them, like I was like, I need to pray for this person. I need to just have a conversation with this person or like I need to hug them. And even one of them was a kid that I found out some things about that I really did not like. And it was it was hard for me to move from my spot and be like, I need to go do something. And But I realized that it wasn't about me or my opinions, and that God already judges people, so I don't have to. And so my job is just to love and to live in his, like, light, you know? And even when I got home, I I got back on my phone. I went through TikTok. I did all the stuff. And because, you know, you miss it. And... Um, I did everything, and then I, and then I had, and then I was just like sitting there, and I was like, I just don't feel full. Like it's entertaining, but you don't feel full. And I was about to fall asleep, and I just felt convicted to just pray. And at one point, it stopped being a prayer and just a conversation. And it was like an hour long, and it was (laughs) in that moment I felt fuller than I did while reading a book or reading or like doing anything or scrolling through TikTok or watching a movie or even hanging out with my friends. Like it, it's, you know, just all you need is God. And I really found that out this year. And yeah, that was. All right. I'm Trin. I'm a Thompson. So there's like a bunch of us in here. Yeah, that's my dad. Um, um, So this week, I think God was really focused on revival in my life, not just for him, but for myself and the burdens that I bear. Um, I'm not going to cry. Okay, so I went into this week really struggling, and the first morning, um, not the first morning, the first night when we got there, 
I couldn't bring myself to, like, stand up or worship. I was, like, sitting there and just, like, in my thoughts about all the things that have been going on. Um, And then the next morning, it was the same. Um, And then that night, um, the second night, I – thank you. (laughs) Um, The second night, I – sorry. Throughout this process, I had taken somebody under my wing um, because I really cared for them. Um, and the second night, um, the preacher called them out. Um, it was really rude. And I was like, that's not right. So I went up to him after the service and I was like, that wasn't like, you shouldn't do that. And he was like, oh, I didn't mean it in that way. Like I was just trying to connect. And I was like, okay, well, said that he would apologize, but in that process, he had to have a female counselor uh, present, because I'm a girl, he's a guy, like, that's the rule. Um, (laughs) So afterwards, um, I just started crying with her after he walked away, and I didn't know why. I wasn't, like, that emotional over the situation, and um, she asked me, like, what I've been struggling with, and I told her... um, And she told me that she had a vision for me um, and that it was a – that it was one living sunflower in a field of dying sunflowers. Um, And if you don't know me, um, I use sunflowers for everything. Um, They're in the top – pinned in the top of my car. They're the theme of my grad party. It's like everything. And she didn't know me. I didn't even know her name. So that just really sparked something in me. Um, It really set my heart back on fire um, for God. And then later in the week, um, the kid that I had taken under my wing, um, there was a lot that happened with them. Um, And I really took it upon myself and, like, and I really, like, was disappointed in myself because they were doing so good and I was wondering like what I did wrong and like what I could do what I could have done more for um and just everything happened and then we had a night of prayer or a morning of prayer and we had to pray for the leaders um as kids and I was just going to beeline for Annie um but I because I'm comfortable with Annie now Um, but I saw Sarah, um, and I was like, she was just in the middle, and it was just bright, and I was like, okay, it's like, I'll I'll stop, and it was like I was talking without even thinking, like God was literally speaking through me, and it was just like every single thing that I was saying, like it applied to her, but it applied to me too, um, and it was just like, this burden, it's, like, not on you. Like, it's not your fault. Like, like there's no expectations for you. Like, it is God, like, God can choose to work through you, but it is not you that needs to, work, like, be the person to do that. So, yeah, it's really, that burden was really lifted off of me this week that it's not my responsibility or my burden to uh, fix people or not even fix people, but take their problems on to myself, that it's God's, and that he 
if he chooses to work through me, then he will, but I don't need to hold it. Hi everyone. So my name is Ashley. I am a intern here at Vintage and I was a counselor for the 11th grade girls cabin. Um, So I was kind of thinking about what I was going to say this morning because a lot happened for me at camp and I was like I just have so many stories I want to share the way God moved through my life. But I was just standing and worshiping, um, and I just thought of this moment that happened at camp, and it's really, I guess, small, but, like, it just, it was just incredible. So um, there was this girl in my cabin who had lost her mom, I think, last year, and she, I think, is 17, and um, she, her birthday was this past week. And she had never, no one had ever celebrated her birthday. Um, And it just, so no one had ever celebrated her birthday. Um, So we decided to, like, decorate the whole cabin and, like, have a birthday cake for her and, like, sing happy birthday. And we were just in the lunchroom, and um, one of the counselors, like, brought a cake for her. We didn't have candles, but... um, when we were singing happy birthday, I just started to like cry so hard. Um, because I was just like, the love of God is just so big and so much bigger than I ever thought it was. Um, and we talked a lot about brokenness at camp. Um, and just to see how God just used that brokenness to just like to simply just give her a birthday cake and sing her happy birthday was one of the most moving things I've ever seen in my entire life. Sorry, I'm really nervous to speak because it was really emotional. Um, but to just see her worshiping, um, I mean, <laughs> just to see her worshiping throughout the week was just so incredible because I was like, I just have no idea what she's been through and I didn't really get to connect with her. But just to see how excited she was to just have a birthday cake was so just so moving um and I just found that like I just strive so much through life that I fail to notice that like when I abide deeply in his love that those moments are just so much bigger and so much brighter and um yeah and I just think walking with him has really taught me a lot about seeing those the beauty in all of those small moments um because he's just so working in everybody's life and through those broken pieces. Um, but, yeah. And I lost my voice, so that's why it sounds like this. But, <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I'm Brindley. Um, those are my parents over there. I've never, like, been to camp, so I didn't really expect anything of it, and I didn't even know I was going. And so on Sunday, Randall was like, hey, you should go to camp. I was like, okay, so I ran home, I packed like 15 minutes, and I got in the car with Sarah, I was like, I don't even know where I'm going, <laughs> they were like, yeah, it's out in the middle of nowhere, I was like, oh, okay, but on the way there, it was like, this word, like, spoke to me, and it was opportunity, and before I came to camp, it was like, I'd just been struggling, like, with who I could, like, trust, because 
friendships like haven't really been like easy for me and I just felt like some of the people here aren't like the best but it's like who else who else do I go to so at camp it just kept going through my head and everyone just kept telling me like it's an opportunity for you to be here and at worship like I was just like standing there and it's like I look around and everyone's like I can see like God speaking through them and like one night just like I just felt God like he just like came through me and I like I just like became really close with a lot of people at camp and I met so many new people and I met had like so many new relationships I didn't even know I needed and God answered so many things for me that I didn't even know I needed answers to and it's just like some of those people like if I hadn't gone to camp I wouldn't even know their names like I wouldn't even know who they were and it was just this huge opportunity that I didn't realize I would have even known that I needed to have in my life and now I look back and I know I can just trust those people and I can just be myself around them. It's like I felt so pushed away from God because some people that I'm that I used to be friends with, it's just like I feel like I couldn't be like myself and ever since camp I I just found myself and I'm really happy that I got to go to camp and experience just what I did and have that opportunity to meet them and I feel really close to God now and I haven't felt like that in a long time, so yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Mike Thompson. Um, I'm a youth leader here at uh, Vintage. Uh, I work. I work with the uh, the tenth grade boys. I was in the tenth grade uh, boys cabin, and um, I've been going to one camp since 2018. Um, in 2017. Uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, God changed my life. And I went to camp the year after that, and um, it changed my life even more. Uh, I realized when I was at one camp that I wanted to continue to work with youth. I always coached sports, and uh, my coaching had moved kind of more into ministry. I was, I was teaching the kids about God through sports and wanted to get more involved here in Vint- at Vintage in the youth program. So, uh, so I did, and um, so I, I love one camp. Um, there's something about that place. Uh, I went to Scotland with, uh, with some awesome people a few years ago. And I'm ready to go back. If anybody's wondering, I'm ready to go back. <laughs> I think the rest of the group is too. Uh, but we went around Scotland with uh, Lance Cantor. And he took us to the different places that Christianity spread uh, through Scotland. And, and Lance described those places as thin places where the spirit is stronger in those places in Scotland, and you can feel it. Well, that is what one camp is for me. That is what that campus is for me. It is a thin place because when I go through the gate at one camp, I can feel it. I mean, it's just there's something different there than there is anywhere else on this earth. Uh, So I absolutely love the place. Uh, I was thinking about what I was going to talk about, and and I won't take too long, Steve, I promise. Um, But I wrote down a few things, and it's just – it just starts pouring out of you. I mean, you see so many things that happen in and around you at one camp that it's just such a blessing. And if you've never been a leader at one camp, I highly suggest going and trying it. Uh, the first year is awesome. Every year after that, has been awesome. This year was special. I mean, it's just, that's the only way to explain it is I've been to one camp several years 
This year was different. I don't know what it was, but it was such a blessing. I mean, it just it blew my socks off. It it did so many things. So the first night, um, the leader taught, or the what was the name? Taylor. Yeah, Taylor Foster. I remember his last name anyway. Because uh, <laughs> you just yeah, you just told me. Uh, so uh, he talked about how our culture these days is backwards. People think that. Freedom is not being under any type of obedience of the Lord, which is actually completely wrong. Uh, our, the freedom of our culture leads to bondage, all different types of bondages. And so in that moment, I think everybody received grace from God, which is, you know, God is here to give us all grace. Uh, and then after we receive the grace from God, God gives us truth. Of, what, of how we're actually supposed to live. And it's through obedience in God that we actually experience true freedom. And so that message right there opened everybody's heart right out of the gate. I mean, it was just like, this is truth. I mean, that is as true as it gets. And everybody received it really well. And Taylor said it really well to where everybody could receive it. Okay, the worship. If you've never gone somewhere and worship five times a day, it will change your life. You have the opportunity to get up in the morning and go to prayer room and worship. You go to service, you worship at the beginning, you worship at the, at the end. At night, you worship at the beginning, you worship at the end. The things that God speaks to you in those moments of worship is, is just amazing. And, and to be up there worship, I, I have the utmost respect for all of you and everybody that was at one camp. I mean, the bonds that, that I was able to build with all of you while we were there, it, I wouldn't have the opportunity to do that if, if it wasn't for one camp. Um, but to be up there worshiping with, with all of them and going after God, God as hard as we possibly can and seeing you know people drop down and people gather around and people pray. and I mean, Xander's not here. Xander had a wonderful story. Where you know a kid that sprained his ankle, he was praying for healing, and they all dropped down and prayed around him, and that kid was jumping up and down in healing during the service. I mean, God took it away. I mean, there were several instances where we saw healing this week. I mean, real bona fide healing that I'd never seen at one camp before. I mean, God was moving in a supernatural way. It was very, very powerful. Last thing I'll talk about is um, is the love. Um, I experienced more love this week at one camp than I've received, and I can't even remember experiencing this much love. Um, I had a knee issue when I got to camp. I could barely walk. I was struggling big time. Our vintage community uh, gathered around me in prayer. Is Gideon in here? Did Gideon make it today? All right, well, Gideon, if you're online, this is for you. <laughs> um, during, during one of the worship services, after we prayed as a church for my knee, Gideon came up to me. He's like, can I pray for your knee? So we, like, broke off to the side, and he, he put his hand on my knee, and he said just this, this short prayer that was so powerful. And he just looked at me, up at me, and he's like, you know, I did the best I could. And, and, <laughs> and, and you know, that was just, that, that hit my heart so hard. It was like Gideon went back to his seat, and I, I stood up, and I was just like, God, you got to honor that. 
You've got to honor that guy because that kid showed so much faith. And I could actually feel something in my knee. Like where I was standing up and worshiping, where my knee was hurting from standing, it was gone. I could feel it like the, the swelling was going down and it was feeling relaxed. And that next morning I woke up and, and it was gone. And I, had, I hadn't been able to play any of the sports stuff, which I love playing the sports stuff and all the games and everything at one camp, but I hadn't been able to do it. But that last day I got to play volleyball with Ashley and Bailey, and that was awesome. We had fun, that didn't we? So fun. <laughs> Next year we're going all the way, right? Anyway, one camp's great. Um, I encourage everybody to go uh, because it'll bless your socks off. It has mine. Thanks. Hi, my name is Sloane Faller. I am an intern here at Vintage, and I think that the main thing I got out of one camp is just God has such a funny sense of humor. Like, he just looks at you and kind of laughs and is like, I'm changing you. He is so weird, but it just brings me so much joy. Um, For me, in my faith, I've always seen the Lord through definitions. He's always kind of spoken to me and be like, here, let me define this for you. And so there was one morning in the prayer room where I was like, Lord, I feel like you always define definitions of things you want me to be lord define me and the thing i got was actually a word the word imposter and i was like what does this mean and the word imposter is the act of trying to be something different than who you really are and i was sitting there i was like what do you want like what does this mean and then there was a time like next that during that day that i got that word again i was like dang he's really like punching me and i got like this little saying in my head it was stop trying to find approval in those who live to disapprove you And that was one of those things where I felt like I was trying to be this perfect Christian when I was carrying so much shame and guilt over the things that I had done my first year at college. I was like, I'm not being truthful. I'm not being good. Lord, heal me. Lord, restore me. And so finally, the next night, I was worshiping in the back, and I was just sitting there, and I can't even tell you why, but I was just sitting there sobbing. Like, for me, posture is really important when I worship. So I was on my knees, and my hands were like this. And finally, the Lord just, like, actually like, verbally spoke to me. And I'm still processing all this, which is kind of funny. But he was just like, why are you hiding? Like, why are you hiding? I've been so clear about who I want you to be. I've been so clear about your purpose. And then stop striving. And so from there, finally, the last night, I was able to speak over some people through the Lord. It was all Jesus. And I kept getting, like, certain words that I always get for other people. I was like, God, what do you really want me to do with this? Like, these are my words. Like, I don't know what you want. And I finally was, like, on the move. It was on the boys' side. So, of course, I'm walking over there, and all these people are like, why are you here? Like, this is the boys' side. I was like, guys, don't worry. And so (laughs) everyone was looking at me so funny. I was like, guys, I'm here for a reason. And I (laughs) – he's funny. And I go over to Finley, and I give him a word, and it was exactly what Finley needed. But I was so just hesitant. Like, I was so, like, God, do you want me to do this? Like – I was literally trying to be something that I was not. And so for me, one camp really was just reassurance of the fact that, like, he is restoring me to my original goodness because I was so broken before. And really emphasize that, like, the main word that I've always gotten from the Lord in every single trouble and every single hardship is restoration. And so he is restoring us to our original goodness and just fixing that brokenness that some of us don't even realize we have. So that was my one camp. All right. Good deal. Thank you. So if y'all just stay here just quick, y'all can just stay here. And I'm going to talk, so don't turn around because that will hurt your neck. 
Um, I do want to share a couple more stories. Um, I want to share actually Xander's story. Oh, gosh, hold on a second. That's not going to work. I want to share Xander's story from my perspective. So the little boy, actually, that Xander, so Mike and Shannon's son, Trinity's brother and Isaac's brother, the, the, so the little boy that, that Xander prayed for actually was um, Will Scott, as in David Scott's son, the pastor uh, at, uh, my gosh, I'm drawing, Highlands Church down in Marietta, right? And so it was funny, we were all watching, and so literally they, they bring, like, the, like Will literally has, I mean, terrible sprain, swollen, black and blue, has a, it's wrapped up, right, he's on crutches, and I'll, I'll, my experience was literally watching as it's no longer on to barefoot, he's walking normal and just carrying his crutches like this back to the, do, the, the, the nurse's station, right? And so I'm like, and they're all celebrating, excited, so I'll walk over to David, I said, bro, what happened to your boy? And he goes, God healed him, man, because I was there when it happened, and I just saw what happened. It's a real thing. I can't believe God just did that, right? It was super, super cool. And to watch Xander the next day come and just talk about God using him, and then this is a powerful moment, and we actually had him pray for somebody. I forget who else. We prayed for somebody right there on the spot that day. Again, just super powerful and exciting watching God take people who, I mean, again, Xander, good kid, Great lacrosse, you know, loves his family, loves Jesus, but to watch him go from here to here, but even hesitant to do so, which was so beautiful, because I love the essence of that hesitancy, because it actually speaks to humility, which speaks to I can't, only God can, and I watched him, and he was like, okay, I'll pray, and he starts praying, and like for the first like half, two seconds, I was like, it wasn't a great prayer, and all of a sudden, Jesus, bam, just showed up, we were praying, and watching God move through our kids, and move in ministry, and move in power, man, it was incredibly exciting. Sarah Manair shared, um, she just said, hey, you can sure that she, she actually got COVID, so you can be praying for her. But she just said, God has given me a greater understanding of his love and grace. At times I felt weak, he became my strength and used the honest and broken parts of me and my story to minister to others. I felt God's heart as I was praying for some of our students this week. I saw God move in that. Trinity heard God's voice for me, she just said, and prayed over me. Whew, she spoke into lies. I was believing. Trinity, you spoke into lies. She was believing, and now she is broken free from those lies. So praise God watching Mr. Thompson clan just ministering, right? So also I'm incredibly, yeah, I'm thankful for these teaching impact groups. And so Sarah got to speak at camp this year. It was powerful. She goes, I think it confirmed a deep desire that I have in me to help the next generation understand how real, personal, and loving God is towards them. It showed me that God doesn't discount someone like me, that I don't need to be afraid, but to keep trusting him when we sit at his feet and abide. Somebody already said this word, he moves on our behalf. And I think this is the beautiful piece, y'all. I'm going to end here this morning. Sorry, 1114. But I want to say, and then I'm going to have you just pray. We're going to have this group just like literally put their hands forward and pray for you in a second. Okay, so you're going to be praying for everybody here, but not literally. There's, you're just going to be doing it here. They're going to be sitting in their seats. Don't worry. But I think in this, in this for me, this is one of the things that Taylor said the last ninth that I mean, just wrecked me. He talked about lions representing our students, lions living in Babylon. 
That was the name of it, right? Breaking open our lions who live in Babylon. Babylon representing this godless generation, right? And the idea of, he said, the lions represented Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were probably, he talked about them being between 13 and 15 years old. I'm not sure how, how old you thought of Daniel when he came into captivity, but probably the age of our students and how they stepped in in the moment, right? And they, they lived faithful to God when they were being completely oppressed to the point their lives were at risk, but they were devoted and committed to Jesus. And the first thing that he said was this. He said, the thing about lions, he said, lions live in prides, right? Lions live in a pride. He said in the pride, he said they're the only feline, large feline that does this. The pumas don't do it. The cougars don't do it, right? The mountain lions don't do it. They're primarily solitary, individualistic animals. He said, but lions live in prides. They live among community. They do life together. They hunt together, right? They live together. They fight together. Everything that they do, they do it together. And we watched this week as this small group came together and fell in love with one another. But here's the deal. They came home to the pride, right? The pride isn't one camp. We're the pride. We're the pride. And the thing I want you to hear me say in that being the pride, it's just, it's this. This generation is not more important than any other generation because you're all equally important in the eyes of God. But I do believe there's a level of importance and vitality because let's just be honest, they have longer to live than the rest of us, which means their life can have greater impact. And I would say they're not more important, but they are. But they are because of the life that they're living. And the idea is this, they, we need them, but they need you. They need you. Right, We had about seven leaders at camp. That's great. I want 21 leaders next year. I want to have 21 leaders from Vintage who go and give themselves, who serve the entire week, who love on our kids, and who say we want to be part of this experience. Because here's the thing. This network was birthed out of this camp. The church is because there were people, adults like you, who went and fell in love with Jesus and fell in love with kids and said, it's not my life to live for myself. It's my life to live for Jesus, investing into the next generation, right? They're part of my pride, and I'm going to fight for them. I'm going to be with them. I'm going to love them. I'm going to invest into them. You watched our village kids sit up here this morning, and we prayed for them. I, listen, I don't want you to pray for them on Sunday and think that was cute that they came forward. I want you to pray for them all week. I want you to believe God for them this week. I want you to pray for breakthrough, healing, and salvation. I want you to pray that the Spirit of God would minister to them so that he can then minister through them. We've been told at Vintage the next revival at Vintage will occur among our students. Not among you, but among our students that will pour out to the rest of us through them. Guys, I want you to hear me say this is a moment This is a Kairos God moment of breakthrough that God did this week at camp, and I want it to be something. Students, I want you to hear me say, I want you to give everything that you have to him. Everything that you have, following him. Listen, we're going to do our best, but here's the deal. We're going to do our best to invest in, but I need all of your help. Like our student ministry has not been awesome for a little while. And that's been frustrating. I have, I've worked my tail off, and I've told the Lord in tears multiple times, I don't know what to do, and I can't make it happen. I don't know what to do. I've done everything I knew to do, and I cannot make it happen. I need you to do something. And I realized through this whole week it takes a pride. 
It takes a pride. It takes every single one of you, and it takes them. And I'm asking you to step up and love our students. I'm asking you to step up and serve and love on our youth. I recognize the life you're living. Nobody has time to give away themselves to other people that are in need. I'll tell you something. None of us have time, so let's just make time. Let's just make time. I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I want to convict you of the truth and to wake all of us up. Say, Jesus, we want what you have. We want our students to have what you have. And we want our students to have what you've given us. And we want them to exceed us. We want the double portion, Elijah anointing on them, God. We want them a double portion of what we have and to go places we've never been before, Jesus. I got to pray on Thursday night. Y'all, this is nowhere on my notes, but God's moving, right? I prayed on Thursday night. Taylor came up to me, and this is a work that God's doing. I'm praying into you. can pray for me about it. Taylor came up to me and said, Steve, I don't know what it is. I just met you. I don't even know you, but you carry, you carry something with the father anointing. I don't know what that is. Right. And God had been speaking. That's the only word God spoke to me from Sunday until I left. Steve, I've raised you up with a father's heart. I don't know what that means. I'm praying into it. You can pray with me for it. How do I flesh that out? What does it mean? How does it play itself out? Right. But I'm sitting, he goes, I don't even know you, but you feel like my dad. I'm like, how old do you think I am? Just kidding. Right. It's like, it was beautiful, right? It was beautiful. And here's the deal. Like, I, this, it sounds so lame, but I hope you would agree. Like, I love Mike Thompson. Like, this week, I mean, I felt like his, I've always loved him, but he felt like a brother, right? All of these. Like, I, like Emily, we've had this whole thing my entire lives where she gets annoyed that I try to hug her. She was made, like, she actually hugged me. And I was like, God, revivals happen. No, just kidding, right? Like, because I love her with everything. I love all of these kids. Like, I look at it and go, every single one of them, I was more proud to be with them than anybody else at camp. I loved them. We sat in our church time. And I'm like, these are my people. I just love them. And so in that, y'all, I want you to hear me say, this is the work that God's doing. I want you to pray into it. I want you to say, God, how would you have me get involved and serve? God, you student ministry has not been where it's need to be. God, how can you use me to get it where it needs to go? Right? I don't even know what any of this means. except I just know that we need the pride. I want you to pray. I want you to ask God. I want you to seek, seek direction. I want you to invest. If you see a kid, I want you to stop them and don't do the nice little pat on the head. Look at them and tell them that you love them, that you're glad that you get to be a part of their church. Don't say, I'm so glad you're part of my church. Tell them that you're so glad to be a part of their church. Tell them that you're proud of them. Tell them that you're excited. Tell them that you're praying for them. And don't just say those platitudes mean it. And put it on, ask them what their name is. And you don't, listen, and write it down. And then pray for them. And then find them a month from now and ask them how they're doing and the things that you were praying for. Let's just move, let's make this a moment of movement at vintage, right? Again, at this conviction of God's spirit to say, yes, Lord, we want to do and be a part of what you're doing. So if you don't mind, students and leaders, if you were just up here and you're still here, come back forward. I don't know if Brindley's in here, but if you don't mind just standing up, thank you. Just stand right here. I want you to put yourself, just hands 